long spooky legends past, down through generations, to haunted locations that hold a ghostly past. Come one, come all, come blinders and seekers, hear the creepy side of Nipa. Welcome to the creepy side of Nipa Virtual Campfire Episode Part 1. I am Dan Kozlowski. Pull up a log, find a seat, and get comfortable while we get this fire started. Ooh, there we go. Now that's a fire. What a great show we have for you tonight. Tonight, we wanted to try something different. We wanted to ask our listeners to become part of the show and share their own personal paranormal stories. I would like to thank everyone for the terrific response. We received some great stories from all across Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. But please don't stop sending your own stories, your own personal stories. We love hearing from you. If you have your own personal paranormal story that happened to you in Northeastern or Central Pennsylvania, let us know. Send us an email at ghost at WNEP.com. Or you can reach out to us through our Facebook page, WNEP's Creepy Side of NEPA. Come gather around the fire and let's get started with our first guest. Our first guest tonight is Bridget. Bridget is actually a producer here at WNEP-TV. When we first started talking about doing this virtual campfire special, she was one of the first people to say, I have a personal story to share. So Bridget, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Okay, so um, I'm going to take you back to the exciting year of 2016. Um, well, we're going back some time there. Yeah, a long time. A real <laughs> long time. The world was a much different place, um, and I was working at a local newspaper at the time. Okay. And um, a group of us were going to the this house in Clark Summit. It had become a little infamous in the area, um, just with creepy stories owners claiming that it was haunted and so one of our reporters was going to check it out and one of the editors was like do you want to come along we think this is going to be really cool and i was like sure why not well, yeah exactly that sounds why not? like fun so we went up there uh to spend the night we to interview the homeowners uh spend time with a paranormal investigator and just kind of like spend a few hours okay. inside the house um so Personally, like, went in with a super skeptical... Of course. You know, the the good journalist <laughs> that I am was like, all right, well, let's see what this is really about. Um, and the night started off, like, pretty normal. We were just talking about, you know, their history with the house, trying to rent it out. They had people staying there who, like, after a few months were like, we can't do it. Things are happening. Like, we're getting scratches. So nobody really stayed long. Yeah, no one stayed long. So um, we went up, we went, you know, in the attic taking recordings, taking pictures, just Mm -hmm. seeing what we could find. Um, And it was a really quiet night at first. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, it's it's an old house. It it creaks and stuff, but it's really like nothing like too, too crazy. Um, So as the night went on, sun's starting to go down. We're sitting in the living room talking doing different things, um, and the paranormal investigator that we were with brings out, like, a pendulum mm-hmm. with a little gemstone and the chain um, and, like, does an exercise and is passing it around to everybody um, and, like, doing that thing, like, oh, can you, like, make it spin, like, clockwise, counterclockwise? Yeah, some like, different questions yeah, yeah. and trying to have the spirit respond. Yeah. The, 
that normal investigation stuff. And everyone was taking turns. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, okay, like, I don't know. I, it seems like <laughs> super skeptical. I was like, right. oh, it was moving. But I was like, but how much is it, you know, like, is the person holding it shaking? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, you're trying to figure out what causes it. Right. So just trying to kind of, like, dismiss everything. And then it was my turn. So, like, I made sure that I was sitting there and, like, supporting my <laughs> arm so I could keep it as straight as possible. And it just started moving very rapidly. It was spinning. If the investigator told it to spin clockwise, it was spinning clockwise. If he told it to Very sp- interesting. Yeah. If he said, can you, like, switch it to counterclockwise, it was it would change as he was telling it to. And it just kind of, like, you know, the skin or yeah. the hair on the back of your neck stands up. And I was just like, wow, this is, like, a little creepy. <laughs> I agree. I, I would feel the same way. Yeah, and, like, happening to me, I was like, I can't dismiss this because, like, I'm keeping my arm straight. Like, I know that I'm right. not, like, swaying or anything like that. And so it went on for a little while, and then I passed it along um, to the next person. And we were just talking, and then all of a sudden we're sitting there, the group of us, and the lights outside start, like, flashing like four or five times just going on and off, on and off. So like the street lights outside? No, or? no, no. They had like like the lights on the house. Oh, okay. The outdoor lights. Um, and I think some of them were motion sensor. And like the first time I was trying, you know, maybe something ran by. But like they went really fast, like four or five times, just on, off, on, off, on, off. And we were all just kind of like, that's really, that's really yeah. weird. And then it did it again. And then the walls in the living room like, the room shook. Like, it started shaking. The lights are going crazy. The was ro- there any sound when the room was shaking? No. Like, no? you could just feel it. Like, it sounded, it not sounded, it felt like if a train was going by, like, right next to the house. Like, it was, like, shaking yeah. like that as the lights are going, like, flashing. Wow. So then we were all just, you know, kind of <laughs> like that. You don't know how to react. Yeah, yeah, you don't know how to react. And we're all just sitting there kind of just, like, what what was that? And it just, after that, like, it just kind of, like, stopped. Everything was normal. Nothing was outside. Wow, that is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very, very weird. It was, I, you know, one of those things where I'm like, wow, I'm never going to forget that. that yeah, happened. that's definitely an experience you never really forget. Um, but it was, it, you know, I went into that night being like super skeptical, like, oh, it's probably just an old, old house and it creaks and it's creepy, sure. you know. And then by the time the night ended, I was like, I don't have an explanation for that. I have no idea what happened. I just, you know, I feel exactly. like if I tell people they're going to think that I'm crazy <laughs> Or that I'm exaggerating, but it was a room full of us that we all just kind of like sat there like we have no idea. Yeah, there's no way to explain it. What just happened. Um, and so that was kind of it for the night. And then, you know, we, we wrapped up. We all went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. And then um, the guy who was writing the article had like gone back to listen to all of his recordings and everything. And at one point, I believe this was in the attic. Okay. He had asked if there was anyone there, if there were any children, I believe, in the house, and you could hear a voice on the recording say, yes. Oh, wow. That, that always gives me the creeps of recordings. And it, yeah, same. And it was just kind of like, oh, my God, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it, 
So it was like you still had that kind of like we were all still talking about it and like everything. And then he was like, oh, okay, now listen to this. And so it was just it was a very, very weird experience. Right. And it's one you probably never forget. I will never forget. Um, and I, it just, yeah, it will, it will always stick with me. It will always stay with me. Definitely very interesting, very strange. Very, very strange. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our next guest at the campfire tonight is Brianna. She has a story that came from the Penns Creek area. Brianna, welcome to our virtual campfire. Hi, how are you? I'm glad to be here. <laughs> if you could just explain, as soon as you submitted the story, it did catch my interest. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting night, um, and I can't actually wait to share it with you guys. Well, let's get right into what happened to you this night. All right. Well, um, <laughs> my husband uh, was working, um, and he works for a shift like he always does. Um, and I was at home uh, just sitting on my couch, you know, relaxing, uh, actually watching the show Cheaters. Um <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, um, my light started, like, dimming, um, like, not flashing or anything, but, like, dimming. And um, it started getting a little bit cold in the apartment. And I happened to look up, and in the corner of my eye, coming out of my, me and my husband's room, was this figure of a little girl, um just coming right past me. It was like I seen it and I just kind of froze, you know. Um, it was a very unique experience for me. Um, but I was sitting there and the little girl starts, you know, obviously walking past me and you could see through her. And um, it like the bottom half, you couldn't really see her bottom half, but the top half, you could see so clearly. Um, and she had curly hair. You know, uh, she had a ribbon in her hair, and she was dressed in, like, a early period dress. And she just kept walking by and walking by walking by and never looked at me, you know, did acknowledge that I was there, kept going down, and ended up turning right and going into my stepdaughter's bedroom. And that was that was it. I didn't, I'd never seen her again. I, um, I did hear her. Um... I heard her giggling. I would hear her talking. Um, yeah, and then the lights came back on, and that was it. that was it with that. Um, but more experiences happened after that, though. Were you the only one home at the time when this happened? Yeah, um, I was by myself. Um, like I said, my husband was at work, uh, and unfortunately, you know, it was one of those times, you know, when you didn't have the camera and you couldn't record anything you know so oh, of course it never happened when you wanted to <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but it was a very unique experience and the stuff that happened after that was uh so was this the first thing that happened to you in the apartment yes this was the very first thing that happened in the apartment um and we weren't there that long we had actually just moved in um and i'd say probably a month later um, that first experience happened. What were some of the other experiences that happened after this one? Well, my TVs, I had like these the, the big tube TVs. Uh, they would be turned around. Um, toys that my stepdaughter had would be laying out on the floor like they'd been played with. That um, sort of goes along with seeing that girl then. Exactly, yes. Um, giggling, we would hear giggling of a girl and like like whispering, not 
talk talking, but like just little tiny whispers of the girl. Um, and then we would see dark figures in me and my husband's bedroom, you know, during the night when we were sleeping, you know, we'd wake up and there would be this figure standing in our doorway. Um, again, an experience that you just can never forget or get out of your mind at all. Of course. Well, I got to tell you, they are pretty creepy experiences you had in this. You still live in this apartment? No, uh, actually, <laughs> after a couple incidents of uh, things falling down uh, and you know uh, a door being slammed, um, and then my dog that we had at the time not wanting to even enter the apartment, I'd say three months afterwards, we ended up leaving and finding another place to live because we just could not handle it. Yeah, they do seem like it's something that would bother me if it happened over and over again, like you are explaining. And it was. It was every night, and it wasn't during the day. During the day, the home felt easy. It felt homey. Uh, but at night, it was a whole different story. Um, it was definitely a place I did not want to close my eyes in because you just didn't know what would happen. I don't blame you. I'd like to thank you for coming on the show tonight and sharing the story with us. Absolutely, and I, I thank you for allowing me to share my story. The next guest at the campfire is Lauren. Lauren has some very interesting paranormal stories to share with us. October of 2015, I took an apartment in Dunmore. And uh, for about a year when I was there, I only heard cabinets slamming on the other side. There was two other apartments. One was below me and one was above me. But I had two floors. So it was a three-unit um, most of the events were in my bedroom, which made it difficult to sleep. <laughs> of course um, it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I got a new quilt when I was there maybe a couple months, and I took my um, S4, and I went to take some pictures, or just, you know, look through it, and I saw a bunch of orbs, and I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not orbs, you know. But, you know, for the whole year, all I heard was cabinet slamming, and it would kind of be 9 in the morning, 1 in the afternoon, sometimes 11 o'clock in the afternoon. That went on for a year, and I'm thinking, well, this is the person next door. Right. So and she must it wasn't be, like, like hungry a lot, you know, but, I mean, it went on for an hour and a half, and then it would stop. But so, it wasn't like at night or in the day. It was both times of the day, no matter just what? Just the cabinets were in the day. Yeah. Okay. They were never at night. And, uh, and I always played my music on my phone. So I always played it kind of loud because I was always alone. So I always played my music loud. So I never really paid attention to anything else. Then I went to a psychic who my daughter sent me to, Dale Orlando, who told me that there was a negative entity in my home and I needed to get out. And I said, I just moved there a year ago. I'm not going anywhere, right? That's when I started to pay more attention. But even when um, the neighbor moved out, and the cabinets were still slamming, and there was no one there. And I'm like, okay, there's something going on here. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I mean loudly and repetitively for an hour and a half. But, it, but it, then it would start when, as soon as I would open my eyes, and then it would start. Then I got into the habit where I would wake up and not open my eyes, and there would be no sound. And I would do that for a couple minutes, and then I would open my eyes, and the cabinets would start. So I was being watched. That's how I knew I was being watched. Right. It sort of <laughs> just was playing off you then. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the woman that left didn't have a problem, but the gentleman below her always heard footsteps when she was gone um, upstairs above him. So I had several roommates and throughout the four and a half years that I was there um, who all had their own experiences. Some didn't want to tell me. Some waited a year later to tell me. When it got real bad was March 21st, the first day of spring, 2017. And there was a full moon. And there was a wicked, wicked wind. And I was up and I was on Facebook on my phone. And I started to hear knocking. Now, my bedroom's on the second floor. Um, I started hearing knocking outside my bedroom window, all along the wall, outside the bedroom and down the hallway. Um, and this wicked wind and this knocking. And I'm on the second floor and I'm like, but not just like one knock. I'm talking about maybe like 70 or 80 ghosts were knocking all at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is one of the most haunted places in the world. I've lived in 17 different places and 14 of them were haunted. Very haunted area. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst. So I get brave and I get out of, out of bed. I walk over to the window and I could pull the blind up and I could see the moon and I could see the trees across from me swaying so hard in the wind. I look to the left at where the knocking is. There's nothing there. I look to the right. I open my window and open the screen and I stick my head out and I see nothing, but the knocking is continuing. So I close the window. Yeah, very interesting. I close, <laughs> I close the window. I walk over to my bedroom door and I close it because I don't want to hear any more knocking that's in the hallway. I'll just hear it in my bedroom. So I go to my bed <clears throat> And I'm thinking to myself, if I call the police, they're going to think I'm nuts, right? I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Right. I'm, I'm alone. All of a sudden, my bedroom door starts to shake and jump up and down and, like, rattle like crazy, right? And I go over to it, and at this point, I'm in, I'm in terrible fear because there's the knocking, there's the wind, there's the bedroom door jumping up and down. And I, I'm st I stood there for, like three minutes looking at this door jiggle up and down and I've become to realize that nothing's going to happen to me. And I start to laugh and I actually put my hand on the jiggling door and I open it. And there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I, 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 it stopped jiggling then. So I go back on Facebook and I start to talk to people. <laughs> I tell them what's happening. And I have all these people coming on and telling me their own ghost stories from, from Philadelphia to everywhere. Mm-hmm. One was a doctor friend of mine, and he's telling me his Philadelphia ghost story when he was in school down there. So anyway, um, the knocking went on from midnight. Uh, the wind died down, but the knocking still continued. But the weirdest part was is that behind my head and my bed, and I have no headboard as I chose it that way, the, the, the knocking was the ghost that lived inside my house started knocking and replying to their knocks, those reply knocks was, were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you heard like house. a knock from, coming from your side of the wall also replying back and, and forth? Multiple, multiple ghosts knocking on the one side. Two knocks now, only in twos. 
one, two, one, two. And, and, um, on the other side, on the wall outside on the second floor, outside the house, on the siding was one, two, one, two. And three is a bad sign. Three, you know, is, is, is a severe negative entity because that's like against the Trinity from what I understand, three or four. So, yeah, meantime, I'm thinking five doors down is the oldest cemetery. That's the Dunmore Cemetery. That's interest at the bottom of the hill where I'm, and where I lived. And I'm thinking, that's where they came from. I'm thinking, they got blown in the wind. <laughs> that's all I can think of. They got blown in this massive, horrible wind, and we're knocking. And and uh, so there was a doorway in my bedroom, and I knew where it was before then because there was teasing after I found out that they were there. Anyway, so these multiple ghosts that already lived there let all these... Oh, about a hundred more ghosts in. Um, I'm going to stop right there with that story, and I'm going to go back a little bit and tell you about what else they did to me. Okay. Um, and what I had to do to get rid of them or to get them to stop bothering me. I had I had uh, a couple of mediums over. There was, like, a lot of things like rocking chairs, sounds that were in the middle of the room, like in midair, like sounds, not seeing. Um... I had sleep paralyzation one night. I saw there was a head ghost there. Um, I'll tell you more about that. Uh, he walked um, through my wall. I opened my eyes. And I saw him come out the wall and walk through my nightstand. And he was grayish, but very detailed. Like I could tell he was wearing a jean jacket with the cuffs rolled up on the wrist and a pair of jeans. And he had long, blonde, curly hair, and he was not very tall, maybe about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and stocky, strong stocky. And um, I noticed that there was three black spinning triangles behind him when he walked. And when he, as he walked away, they, wa- they went away from him, and I know he had to walk by my bed. Well, I was sleep paralyzed, and all I could do was move my eyes and I couldn't get them any farther, and I couldn't see down at the bottom of my bed, and then, then you fall back to sleep. Well, I remember this when I got up in the morning. But there were incidents like, like I could live with some of the stuff that they did. It didn't really bother me. Um, there was a lot of sounds like rolling balls, uh, like the sounds of rolling metal balls above me, um, rocking chairs, saws. I had my last straw when they lifted my bed at night. No, it wasn't levitating. They lifted the corner of my bed once, twice, real fast like that. And I didn't flinch because I wasn't going to give in and let them know and sit up and, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared. I wasn't going to be like that. So I uh, um, went with a friend of mine and I met uh, a friend uh, who was a bartender. And he told me he had incidences where he had flies in his home for a whole month. And it was haunted. And this is another one in Scranton. And I, I'm not going to say his name. But he put me in touch with NEPA Paranormal, mm-hmm. who, um, who, they're like in Pittston, right. PA. <clears throat> I had them come to my house a couple times. As a matter of fact, they're coming Friday again because I'm having another issue here in my new house. So um, they brought a ghost box. And we spoke to them in about 45 minutes. So um, there were... Um, 
eight in one group and nine in another, and there was a man ahead of each one of them. Two of the men would fight all the time. One time they had such a horrible fight for about an hour and a half. They literally, well, these guys can fly. They can fly. And when they fight, they were throwing each other against the ceiling of the dining room downstairs. And I listened to this fight go on, and I'm like, these two are fighting, and I know they're fighting. And one was bigger than the other one, and he was the bossy one, and he was mean. And other people have heard him speak to uh, this other fellow derogatorily. Um, so anyway, I found out that this guy was born in 1911. This is what he told us. His name is David. He has a British accent. His daughter, Emily, is there. Um, there's two groups. There's a group of eight and a group of nine. Now, but, but I think it was later when the rest of them all came in, the, like the one there was hundreds there. Right. Uh, another time when we were doing NEPA Paranormal, he actually walked in front of me and I saw he had a checkered skirt on and a pair of pants. I only saw his stomach and waistline area. And I said, someone just walked by me. And he goes, that's me. And he was real excited. And it was real weird. And <laughs> I had this all on, I had this all taped. You know, you could hear it anytime yeah, actually you want. responded to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have it on a, on a handheld um, tape. I lost it on my phone when I got a new phone. It was supposed to transfer over on Google and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, getting back to the knocking, um, this teasing kind of stopped and it was directed on the people that he let in. So uh, I started hearing him sliding around boxes and it was like he was sliding boxes on a wooden floor and it went on for three months. So I got a new roommate. I said, hey, listen, when you hear boxes slide around, don't worry about it. It's just my ghost. They're not going to bother you, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you're you're weird, lady. You know. The next day, he's standing on the porch in a, in a, in a pair of shorts with his phone, and his, his eyes are bugged out. And he took me in the living room, and he points up to the ceiling. Uh, boxes are moving. Boxes are moving. I said, I told you. <laughs> yeah, you gave him so a warning. It took him, yeah, it took him about two days, and then he was okay with it. He was okay with it. He had his wife up, and she had his own experience at one point, too. So, Because he was from Virginia. He was working up here. Anyway, um, he was from Virginia, Maryland, somewhere around there. And so um, the sliding of these boxes, I was trying to figure out. He was tossing them to somebody. And it would, it would go on at night, and I'd, I'd knock on the wall. and like, hey, can you quit sliding those boxes around? And he'd stop. <laughs> at least he listened to you. Well, yeah. He, he, so, um... In the meantime, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Two days before any paranormal came, I went to see Monsignor Esif, who is um, the psychic priest who does ex uh, exorcisms. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to have to search high and low for this guy, and he was four blocks from me, up at St. Joseph's, I think it is, St. Joseph's Retirement Home. So he was 90, and he spoke to me about it at three different occasions. And he told me that they're in purgatory and not to talk to them because they're not good and ignore them. They knew I was going because I had announced it and they were more quiet after that. But he did tell me they were in purgatory and they did verify it over the ghost box that they couldn't leave, that they had to stop bothering me or they had to leave and they said, we can't. So things sort of calmed down after you did that, made the visit to the it, priest. 
it, it, yeah, absolutely, because I kept going back to seeing him, and I stayed in touch really close with NEPA Paranormal. Now, Donnie's my boyfriend who's sitting next to me right now. So this was this was just not even a year ago. So we're sitting on my couch watching TV, and you could see into the dining room. And all of a sudden, he jumps, and I said, what's wrong? And he says, Laura, I, I just saw a man walk across your dining room and walk into my shoes that were laying there, and he walked right into them. And looked down at your dining room table. I'm like, what did he look like? He was a hippie. He had long hair. He had a suede jacket on with the with the with the, <laughs> the dang, dangly things, and he had moccasin boots on, right? Right. Sort of corduroy pants. He got a good look at him. He had brown hair down to his shoulders. I said, how old was he? Forties, you know. I I said, Johnny, let's go see what he was looking at the, the dining room table. We walk over. We were just at Bethel Woods. We had a picture of Jerry Garcia there. We had postcards. We had a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, you are what you attract, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, very interesting, especially that you're able to see him that clearly. He did. I didn't see it because I was not where I could see that part of the room. But he's never seen a ghost before. That was his first one. I said, stick with me. You'll see a lot of them. Yeah, apparently. He just saw an orb in my bathroom. He (laughs) just saw an orb in the bathroom. And this is a different place. And I have an EPA paranormal coming Friday. I don't think that these are the same people. I think this is something new. <laughs> yeah, know? very well could be, especially as a new location. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be a family member. Who knows? Very interesting. Was, I'd like yeah. to thank you, though, for ca- calling in and sharing those stories with us on our campfire episode. Yeah, thank you. Nice to talk with you. Yep, you too. Looks like that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you for joining us on the Creepy Side of NEPA Virtual Campfire. Don't worry, we still have more stories. Join us in two weeks on September 10th for part two of our Virtual Campfire special. If you are new to the podcast or just didn't get a chance yet, please like us on Facebook. Our page is called WNEP's Creepy Side of NEPA. That's the best way to see what we have in store and keep track of us and see what episodes are coming up next. Also, like us, follow us, or subscribe, depending on the podcast platform that you use. If you like what we're doing, give us a review. If you have a personal story you would like to share or have an idea for an upcoming episode, contact us at ghost at WNEP.com, where you could also contact us through our Facebook page. As always, enjoy the creepy set. This has been the creepy side of Nepa. If you have a spooky story that took place in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, Send it to ghost at WNEP.com for your chance to share it on an upcoming episode. We're dying to hear from you.